Welcome to Everything Belongs, a podcast for those living, creating, leading, and thriving while in the deep end of life. I'm your host, Madison Morgan, leadership coach, creative consultant, and speaker. I coach soulful visionaries and go-getting mavericks who desire to create art of their lives and take their work both deeper and higher. In this show, I'll be bringing you an overflow of conversations with my favorite thought leaders, teachers, healers, and creatives who inspire me to live more fully in my own power, worth, and wholeness, along with offering some episodes where I share my own practical insights, behind-the-scenes peeks into my process, and tools I use on my own journey. There will not be much we shy away from here because at this table, everything belongs. Therefore, you can expect me to ask the uncomfortable, juicy questions. You can expect that you'll hear people you disagree with on the podcast and maybe even ideas you've never previously considered. I trust you with your own discernment as we take this deep dive. You can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and be challenged by the guests as they share their diverse experiences and views of the world. It's my hope through learning to see that all of it belongs that you will develop a more sovereign way of holding yourself so you can playfully go after the life, relationships, and career you are made for, to let all parts of yourself have a seat at the table, to lead and create from your deepest truth, and become your own source of validation, all because you finally know you're worthy of it. All that's required to get started, that you show up curious and willing. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the third part of the three-part series, Weaving a Web of Support. Today is actually the final episode in this three-part series. If you haven't listened, definitely circle back because this is building upon the first two episodes. Today, specifically, I'm going to be sharing on how to hire support, how to know when to hire support, and who to hire, and how to lean into the support that you already have in your community. So, I want to let you know that it is a very windy, chilly day, and you might be hearing all sorts of wind whips and potentially even like thunderstorms outside. (laughs) If you know spring in the Midwest, you know that it could be snowing, it could be raining, it could be tornadoing, it could be sun shining all in the same day. So thanks for bearing with me with this fun weather. Actually, I find it quite inspiring to have that sort of novelty. So I'm sitting here with my cup of tea in my office, and I'm really excited to dive in with you because as I've said in the first couple episodes, this series was inspired by my conversation with all of you on Instagram. As I was talking about this life of support that I've cultivated for myself, it brought up a lot of tenderness for a lot of people and a lot of curiosities around how exactly I did that. And when I started reflecting, I uh, journaled about 14 pages in a Google Doc and realized I might have something to say here. So in the first episode, if you haven't listened, go ahead and circle back to that first where I share my own story of how I designed a life of support, having gone from feeling quite exiled, being estranged from my family, being unsupported, and then also leaving a faith community and religion, a high control group religion that thrusted me in my mid-20s into an existential crisis without community support. So I went from feeling quite exiled and lonely to feeling like I created a robust web of support for myself with my community. And I didn't move cities. I think that's really interesting. A lot of people assumed I moved away and just started a whole new life. But actually where I once thought there was no like-minded people, there was no one really who would understand me or get me or see me. I've actually been able to create 
so much support here in the community in the same space where I thought it once didn't exist. So in episode two, I actually walk through five layers of competencies around support because it's one thing to want support and to want to call in support. And it's another thing to feel competent, to receive that support, to have boundaries with that support, to know how to do relationships in a way that we feel competent, we feel secure in ourselves, we have a secure attachment, which is definitely not something that I come by with ease. Um, I I really think if you if you know attachment styles, I uh, was quite disorganized from my childhood, have moved more into a place of anxiety, and am observing a lot more security now than I ever have, which is very, very exciting. But if you didn't, if you don't know how much work it takes to heal and to form a secure attachment and become competent relationally, I dive into those competencies and what you can do around each different competency to call in deeper support. And so really briefly, I'll recap them here. The first competency and skills that you need to learn as you call in supportive, intimate, and supportive relationships are first, what do you need to unlearn? And that's really looking at the programming that's operating your life. Whenever we are unconscious to our motivations, when we're unconscious to why we're seeking out certain kinds of people and we're just on habit, on default, nothing wrong with that, um, except for the fact that it often harms us and hurts us in the long run. It doesn't give us what we want. So the first competency is really looking at what do we need to unlearn? What programming has shaped the way that we relate and do support or don't do support? If you've taken my program, Awaken Her Soul, you know that this this is the program of what do you need to deconstruct? What ideologies, what ideas of supremacy, cultural norms need to be evaluated and in relationship to in a different way so that you can lean into relationships uh, from a place of wholeness and power and worth, which is, of course, who we all actually are. So the second a layer of competency is skills. Truly, we have to gain skill in relationship, being able to receive feedback, being able to express our needs or express boundaries, being able to feel our feelings. Those are all skills and competencies. And if you're like me, you did not grow up with a family or a school that taught you how to do those things. So the skills and competencies are really beautiful because they actually communicate to us that we can build these relationships and everyone can. We just have to build the skills to do so within our capacities. So the third competency I covered in episode two was the relational standards. This is a really big area for the people I work with, particularly the women I work with who have low standards for others and really high standards for themselves in terms of relationship. And so if we look at our relational standards, we're going to have Uh, a better barrier and filter, I would say, from the beginning of the relationship to to know who to let in, to know who to allow into our field and what layer of relationship are we letting them in. So you can circle back to episode two to learn more about how to to define those different layers. So the, the fourth piece is understanding our sovereignty as it relates to support. Sovereignty as far as my definition goes, is to be self-governed and to understand that others are self-governed and so that we can belong to ourselves together. It's not hyper-individuality. It's not codependency. It's a sense of interdependence where we are sovereign over ourselves and trust others to be. Without that uh, understanding of sovereignty, I really struggle in relationships. And so I think it's a really big piece 
And it's a piece that our culture does not often teach. So the fifth layer of competencies is to identify your values and to move from your desires. And in episode two, I gave you a couple ways to do that and also mentioned that my uh, visioning class, which is located in the shop on my website, it goes into like the depth workshop of how to do that. So there's a couple ways to do that in episode two. There's also a deeper way to learn how in the workshop. So If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, now would be a really good time to pause this episode and circle back to those because they are the foundations and the context to today's episode. So today in the final part of this three-part series, I'm going to be sharing about how to identify where you need support that's professionally and personally, when to invest in professional support, such as as a coach or a therapist or a healer or a business coach, anything like that. And then what to look for in those people based on what you actually need. And if it isn't hired support that you need, how to go about finding that support in your community where you currently are. Sometimes we think that we have to go somewhere else or make huge investments and uh, we don't always need to do that. I certainly have. I have high ticket programs that I run and I think that they're very effective, but they're not always what's needed. So I hope that this episode will support you in knowing not only what kinds of support are available, but when it's appropriate and time for you to call in those bigger layers of support. So I want to break down first and foremost, the five different kinds of support as it comes to feeling supported and building support that we can call in and they are capacity building and healing. So people who can support us to build our capacity and to heal. We have consulting and educating, which is a completely different category. Although there's some overlap, we have outsourcing where we actually delegate and outsource something in our lives to feel more supported. We have reciprocal relationships, which are typically unpaid. They are those reciprocity built relationships with a lot of deep trust. And then we have values aligned support from a distance. And I'm going to break these down for you because I think it's really important as we are building in these layers of support to know what is it that we actually need? What is it that is actually supportive for us in this season? It might be hiring, but also even knowing what kinds of people do we want to hire? Do we want space held for us as we navigate our process? Do we want someone to tell us what to do and to consult us? Do we need the education? Do we need a mix of all three? Do we need to outsource something and you know hire a housekeeper to keep our house for us? So I'm going to break these down for you. First and foremost is capacity building and healing. And this is the category that includes coaching, therapy, body-based tools like somatic experiencing, massage. This is where you are receiving support that builds your capacity and allows you to heal and thrive in the world. Usually this includes someone holding space for your process in some way. This focuses on your ability to live, relate, heal, and thrive. So coaches and therapists typically do not tell their clients what to do. They do not tell their clients what they should do, but rather uncover the deeper motivations and support their clients to understand their own truth, to guide them back to their truth and their healing. Both coaching and therapy have a large focus on self-inquiry, which means understanding your own patterns, your your own power, and your role in what happens in your life. And I want to 
pull these two apart a little bit. I know it can be a little confusing. Like, do you need to hire a coach? Do you need a therapist? So I'm going to pull them apart a little bit. I know they have some overlap, but I want to share the major difference. So therapy and trauma work, well, therapy includes trauma work, typically focuses on releasing and healing stored pain, grief, and past wounds while getting to a place of optimal personal functioning without unhealthy or harmful coping mechanisms. And I I think about it like physical therapy. You go to physical therapy whenever you have injured yourself in some way or something's not moving in a way that is most efficient and well for your body. So it's repair. Therapy is repair work. Coaching typically focuses on the movement from surviving to thriving in regards to your relationships, your personal responsibilities, values, capacity, desires, mindset, And I explain this like personal training. If you can do both personal training and physical therapy at the same time, and there is some overlap, right? But personal training focuses bigger with a bigger emphasis on goals, just like coaching results and intentions, as opposed to therapy, which has a bigger emphasis on healing. And we all know that there's some overlap here, but a good therapist and a good coach know their competencies, know their area of expertise, and will stay within that area of expertise to make sure that they support their client the most. So that's capacity building and healing. That's the category there. So if you are someone who's needing to be supported and know that it's some stuff from your past, you're self-sabotaging, you need some space to process and to get to know yourself and what you're doing even better, coaching or therapy might be a really great option for you. Now, I want to share about consulting and educating next because they also have some overlap, but there are differences. Consulting and educating, such as business coaching, mentorship, and educational trainings differ from coaching and therapy and that coaching and therapy, again, are holding space for the client's experience as opposed to consulting and educating is sharing knowledge that that person can immediately apply, test, and tweak. So these usually teach skills and competencies that offer a greater understanding of yourself, others, or how something works, and it increases effectiveness. So if you're in a relationship where you're receiving and applying advice or expertise, or you are learning something that you can immediately apply, it's probably a consulting relationship. There are a lot of therapists, or not therapists, excuse me, there are a lot of coaches in the online coaching world who are actually consulting people. A lot of business coaches who are actually business consultants sharing, this is how you should run your business. This is how you should do this. And in your life, this might look like a very wise spiritual mentor who tells you what they would do if they were in your situation or a lawyer who offers their perspective or a business coach, again, a business coach who tells you how to market your product. This is not a lot of inquiry. This is not a lot of self-reflection. This is more, here's the method, apply the method. And just like coaching and therapy, these are usually paid exchanges where you are gaining someone's expertise. So Coaching, consulting, therapy, education all require expertise and a skill, and those are different. They're all different skills. So, the third area where you might want to be looking for support is outsourcing completely. And so, a coach or a therapist cannot, you can't outsource your healing to them. You can collaborate with them given their skills to heal yourself, but you can't 
outsource it to them. Outsourcing is where someone else comes in and meets the need and fulfills the role completely. So some people, someone in their business might think I need to hire a business coach. And in working with that business coach, they actually realized they needed to hire someone to do their Facebook ads, or they needed to hire someone to manage their inbox. That's not a coach. That's not a consultant. That is someone who comes in and you outsource that task completely to that person. So it's no longer in your brain space. So this looks like a housekeeper, a babysitter, an assistant who books all your appointments, your local CSA who grows and then delivers your food to you. Bless Millsap Farms where I live. Thank you so much for doing this for me because I'm not skilled and competent at growing my own garden yet. And so I get to call upon the support and outsource that support from my local CSA who brings it right to my doorstep. Fuck yes. So this also can look like hiring someone in your business to set up systems that allow your products to sell without you having to be present or do sales calls or do it so much more efficiently inside of serve it up. I teach people to set up automations that do this or teach their team to do this for them so that they're in their zone of genius and not scattered doing things that they're not good at doing. And so when you outsource, you take something completely off your plate, you delegate it completely, and you hire someone to fulfill the entirety of that task because they actually have more competency or skill in it than you do. As a CEO of my own company with skills, particularly in coaching, facilitating, and consulting, Doing the behind the scenes work, I can do it, but it actually serves me better in my business to outsource it. My team might give me feedback on things on how things are working, but they're also not a business coach or a business consultant, right? They, they can tell me this is how it's working for us, but because they're so in it, they don't have that perspective to consult. It's a different role. It's a different task. So again, these um, are energy exchange relationships. They're typically someone that we pay to come in and fulfill this task for us. Bless these people. And there are ways, you know, as I'm talking about this, I'm certain you're like, okay, but my coach does more than one of these categories. And these are overlapping categories, but they're still really important because if you need someone to listen and hold space and you hire a consultant, you're not going to be, you're not going to feel heard or met or like you're really getting what you need. And if you've hired a consultant and they just tell you what to do, but you really wanted to discover what your soul wanted to do in your business, you're not going to feel met or seen either. There are people who do both like inside of serve it up. I blend these skills. So for example, inside of serve it up, I am teaching CEOs and creating visionaries to run their companies by using four of these methods, right? I'm coaching them to improve their own competencies, their mindsets, to heal from false beliefs and to step into their leadership at the same time as I'm consulting them and educating them, offering guidance on how to do specific things in their business, such as lead their team, create those systems so they, they can outsource, develop their signature offering and, uh, you know, create the systems that allow it all, it all to run smoothly. And so outsourcing, although they're not outsourcing it to me, as I teach them through my consulting to outsource, they can hire a team and hire an assistant and really get their entire team behind the vision of their company so that that once it's outsourced, they don't have to be doing 10 jobs in their head anymore. So inside of Serve It Up, that's a really beautiful example of where I get to use my coaching skills where people can experience can experience some healing and some growth at the same time as they're experiencing learning new skills and competencies and then using that information to outsource. 
So I hope that's a good example. Another example of this would be a therapist who has a full-time private practice but wants to serve more people. And so they hold space for people who want to heal and do trauma work experientially in office, but they also, because they want to reach more people, do webinars and write books. They're not facilitating that healing necessarily in the books, but they're offering the skills and the tools that people can better understand their patterns and become aware, which would be more of the educating role than the healing role itself. So again, if you're like, if you're someone like me who enjoys both education and self-inquiry, this is something to consider as you ask yourself what will truly make you feel supported especially if you're someone who does everything on your own and you learn and learn and learn outsourcing and finding someone to hold space for your actual process instead of just only doing consulting and educating could be a really beautiful way to step into your zone of genius. And so again, if you're someone who often gets all of the education, but not the experiential side of the support where you never feel seen or met, consider branching out to a different flavor of support. And so these first three areas, the healing, the healing and the capacity building, the consulting and the educating and the outsourcing are three ways we can typically pay for support in our life and in our business and in our healing that allows us to expand into feeling really, really supported. The key is simply knowing what you need and knowing when it's appropriate to lean into different kinds of support. The final two ways that we can be supported are through reciprocal relationships and values-aligned support from a distance. I wish I'd come up with better terms for values-aligned support from a distance, but essentially we, like if you're listening to this podcast, you are being supported now. My hope is that if you're listening this far into this episode, that something about this is supportive for you. So Values-aligned support from a distance is where we can call upon teachers and books and authors and online educators and podcasts and community gardens right where we live and local businesses and entertainment, all who support us in so many ways that we forget we're even supported. Usually with a small energy exchange, whether it's just your time to listen to the show, or if you, you know an email sign up to get someone's free emails or a small payment for a little workshop. You're supported to experience beauty, connection, like-mindedness, and values-aligned people, perhaps where your besties in your, you know, your everyday life don't, they're not interested in the same things. Like what a gift that the internet, especially in books and people with shared interests are gathering all over the world, sharing what they do all over the world, and that we have the benefit of being able to lean into that. So If people who really believe like you and have similar values as you aren't nearby, remember that you are supported from a distance by so many mentors, teachers, healers who might not be in nearest proximity, but can still serve as mentors or inspiration and guides in our lives simply by us engaging in their work. So don't forget these values aligned people who are a little bit more distant. And then the final way that we can be supported is reciprocal relationships. And so this is community care. This is the relationships that rely on give and take (laughs) who are not paid. And sometimes we can pay our friends, you know, we can exchange energy with them, but usually they rely on the reciprocity and strength of trust and longevity and community. 
our, our neighbors. These are the relationships where our skills of boundaries and stating our needs and desires are the most important. These are your family members. They are your neighbors. They are your besties who help you move, who watch your dog, who pick up your kids after school or will help you clean up after a party. Most of us have a handful of that inner circle kind of person. And then we have our larger community who would still very much be there for us if we needed something. So I would encourage you to start looking at these relationships and these different categories of support, none better or worse, just different and for different purposes. So that's a lot to recap what I just shared with you. We have capacity building and healing, which is like coaches, therapists, someone who holds space for our process as we heal and grow and thrive. We have consulting and education. These are the supportive relationships that teach us a skill or a competency or something we need to learn to better thrive in our life or in our businesses. Then we have outsourcing completely and bless these people. They are the ones that we hire to take tasks off of our plate. We have reciprocal relationships, which are those loving community care relationships who just have our back. And then we have that values aligned support from a distance. And that is the information we are consuming, the content we're engaging in, and the entertainment we we use to feel good. And so now that we know the different ways that we can call upon support, I want to help you identify where you need support because knowing all the different kinds of support falls a little flat if we don't know how to actually lean into the support through knowing what we need. The whole purpose of this for me is to support yourself to to not make the mistakes that I've made hiring people who don't have what I'm looking for because I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know how I wanted to be met. And so I don't know if you, like me, have been to a therapist who just did not meet your needs and you really didn't know that they wouldn't because you just, you trusted, well, they're a therapist. I'll just go to the office. And like after six sessions, you're like, ah, how do I break up with this therapist? Or you hire a business coach and they just teach you their formula and it doesn't align for you. These are where our needs and the person's skill and competency did not match. So ideally, this next phase of the episode is going to help you find someone whose skills and competencies and what they do matches what you specifically need right now. So if you listen to the last episode, you already know that there's programming to unlearn and skills and competencies to gain and standards to uphold in our relationships. We want to live in our sovereignty and to move from our desires. These are kind of the the five areas we want to be growing and expanding as we build this life of support. And so as you were listening to that last episode, was there an area where you felt that you needed to grow? Was there an area where that you felt if this one thing changed, my entire life would be better? I know we all could grow in all of the areas, but I typically find that there's one center of gravity amongst the areas that we need support that if it were to change, everything else would be a little bit easier. Another way to ask this, and this is often how I ask it to my clients is now that you know what the problem is, and in this case, the problem is not having all of the support you need. The question becomes, what is the one or two areas that if they were to change now, your entire life would rearrange around that core problem having changed and it would be automatically solved. So for example, I'm going to give you a couple examples. If you're realizing that you have good girl programming, which is like that, what do you need to unlearn? I need to unlearn the good girl programming. Okay, great. 
That looks like good and bad thinking, black or white thinking, either or thinking, a lack of boundaries, a need to be seen as nice, but not honest and truthful. If all of those things are coming up, you might be seeing how this programming is one of the core reasons you don't feel supported in your life. And so addressing this programming as the core issue and calling upon someone who can help you undo that programming might be the right next step for you. Now, if you are realizing that you don't have relational skills to support the relationships you crave, it's a good time to lean into support with someone who can teach you skills. If you're lacking these skills and competencies, um, you might be noticing that you're experiencing miscommunications, that you often ghost or repress your needs and desires, that you vent to other people instead of talking to the person who actually offended you. You may be really avoidant. You may not know how to feel your feelings. You might take things personally. You might run away from conflict or maybe on the opposite end, you're steeped in drama. And again, been there. This is not a judgmental statement, but if you notice that, oh shit, I don't have the skills to do relationships in a way that feel good to me, perhaps finding someone who can teach you the skills and competencies of relationship building, of feeling your feelings, of learning to set boundaries and receive feedback. All of those are really beautiful skills that someone who teaches that can help you learn. So again, it's not that you're stuck being in this pattern that doesn't work. It's like, oh great. Now that you've identified that, what kind of support can you call upon to start shifting those narratives, to start shifting those patterns by learning new skills? Next is relational standard. Like what are your standards for relationships? If you don't have standards in your relationships, you may be finding yourself giving your energies to people and relationships that actually are draining you, where you could actually be reorienting yourself to relationships that really serve you and giving your attention to people who create that sense of reciprocity and who can actually meet you. And so relational standards help us understand, okay, where do I need to shift to actually get my needs met? So now if you don't believe in your own sovereignty, of course, you might be overlooking your body's needs, which may be as simple as getting the support of a naturopath or a massage therapist regularly or nourishing your body with food that supports you. We have to remember that our physical environment very much supports us. And the last example I'll give is if you're realizing that your life and your values, like your actions don't match your values, you may need to address this core integrity breach with yourself. If you're experiencing this integrity breach, you might be feeling like a fraud. You might not be doing what you say you will do. You might be avoiding your responsibilities and commitments to yourself and feeling, feeling like something's off, right? You're just like, Oh, something's off about the way that I'm showing up. I'm, I'm angry at myself. I have shame. And so all of these different areas where you might be noticing there's a wobble for you, like where's the wobble? Because when you can identify the, the problem or the, the wobble, you can quickly identify what would be needed to support you to stabilize that wobble so that you're not wobbling anymore. It really can be that simple. I did not share all of that to be like, oh, and here's the list of shitty things you're doing. No, absolutely not. This is about, if you can identify the problem, it's so much easier to find a solution. And in the case of being supported, the solution is often knowing what we need. We can't know what we need unless we know what's really wobbling, what's really going on. So identifying again, what, what do I actually need support with? If it's just relational standards, then write down your relational standards and just evaluate, do the people in my life meet these standards and who can and who might, and just shift your energy. That doesn't cost any money at all. 
that is just an, a shift of your orientation. But if that happens to bring up your good girl programming and you're not able to set boundaries, that's a really good time to lean into support from someone that you can pay to teach you and to hold space for your process. So I hope that's making sense for you. I want to I want to paint the picture around our businesses as well because there is a lot of business coaching and business advice that I hear from people and I've experienced that doesn't land. And a lot of it is because we are seeking out uh, business advice and support in business that doesn't actually meet what we're needing right now. And so I'm going to walk you through real quick a couple areas where we can identify what we need in business. So good girl programming can contribute to being overly nice and undercharging. Lack of skills and competencies can mean we're great at our craft, but we don't have the skill to market or sell or lead a team, all of which can be learned through hiring someone who knows about those things and is skilled at teaching them. If we don't have relational standards, again, we are going to be giving our energies to the wrong things, the wrong places, scrolling on Instagram because we're not being aware of our boundaries with ourselves. And if we, again, just get clear on what we need, we're immediately supported by our own clarity. My point is here is that identifying that core thing that you're needing support with, whether it's in your life or your relationships or your business, will help you understand who to ask for the help that you need, what kind of questions to ask the people that you're hiring. And it's going to save you so much time and money because if you realize what the core problem is, it's going to be so much faster to hire the support that actually can meet you. So there are ample coaches, ample therapists, ample healers, business coaches, and consultants, and so much more who are not only skilled at the specific area that you would like to grow or learn in, but are thrilled to meet you there. It is their job to meet you there. Like when my clients come to me, the potential clients come to me and I have the exact skills to meet the needs that they have and to help them grow in the ways that they want to grow and to meet them in the ways that they want to be met. It feels easy. And from a sales perspective, it doesn't feel like I'm selling because it's just simply an exchange of, yes, I have those skills that you're looking for. And it takes the hierarchy out of it. It takes any weirdness of hiring support out of it because it's simply an exchange of, yes, I can do this. I'm skilled at doing this. And oh, of course you, you want this. And this is something you're looking for. So if you're someone who has a business that sells something that is service oriented, That's why it's so important for you also to know what it is you do and be able to say it clearly because you need to be able to answer people's questions about how it is that you can help them, how it is that you can meet them very specifically so that no one is wasting time or money getting the support that they don't actually need. So it's, it's the responsibility of both parties, which is exactly why I'm doing this episode, Because if we don't tell our therapist, if we go to a therapist and don't tell them what we really need or what we're really looking for or what we're really going through, it's going to be challenging to know if that person can actually meet you. But if you tell them, you know, this is what I'm struggling with and this is how I like to be met, then they can really meet you in a new way. Now, I just want to say as a caveat, we don't always know what we need. Sometimes we only know that we're not where we want to be. And when that is the case, it's really beautiful to find someone who can help hold space for us to gain clarity. So if you're like, okay, all this is great, but I don't know what I need. I don't know really what the problem is. I just know that I'm frustrated or I'm unhappy or I'm this or I'm that. That's a really good time to lean into the first category of of this process, which was 
the healing and the capacity because a great coach or a great therapist is going to help mirror to you what it is that's going on, what it is that you are trying to uncover about yourself through asking great questions. And so if you're just kind of like, I'm just lost in the sauce here. I don't know what I need. I just know that I'm not where I want to be. That's a really good indicator that self-reflection is needed, that self-inquiry is needed to help you discover what it is that you want so that you can then, you know, you can outsource if you know what you want. You can uh, hire someone to help you with skills if you know what you need. But if you don't know what you need and you don't know what you want and you're feeling lost in the sauce, great time to find someone who can hold space for your process and help you find that clarity. So I hope that helps. I'm going to move on and give one more recommendation and it's a list of questions because I just love questions. I'm a a coach at heart. I love asking really fun questions. So my recommendation to all of my clients, again, is that it's the question I ask on every single clarity call with the potential client. And it's what kind of support are you craving most right now? Do you need space to unravel? Do you need someone to tell you exactly how to run your business? (laughs) Do you need someone to take it all off your plate? Do you need all of the above? Do you need a friend just to come sit with you and cook dinner with you? These are different kinds of being supported. These are different ways that you can be supported. Do you just need physical touch and you can call upon a friend or a lover or a massage therapist to help you with that? What kind of support are you most craving right now? I'm going to follow that up with two more questions. What skill do you need to gain? And what problem are you looking to solve? I will know quickly if the problems my clients are experiencing and the desires they have will be supported by my coaching skills, by my capacities and my expertise by asking these questions whenever I meet people in a clarity call. And so if you ever come into a clarity call with me, you can expect that these are, this is what I'm going to ask you because I want to know that I actually have what will help you with where you want to go. And if you are looking to hire a, some kind of support, it's really great to ask the coach and the therapist or the consultant, whoever you're hiring, what, what ways will they support you? What skills do they help people learn? What problems do they typically help people solve? What are their testimonials like? I always love it looking at looking at people's testimonials because it really get, paints a picture of, okay, this is the outcome of these people working with this person. So always request testimonials or go scroll someone's website and see if they have any. So before you hire any support, I'm going to share with you a list of questions that will, I'll include these on the webpage for this episode that you can, you can roll through them and make sure they feel really good to you. You could journal through them before you hire anyone. So the first question is, are you needing space held for you as you discover your needs, your soul's path, find your inner clarity, remove obstacles, keeping you from your full expression. And as you live into the fullness of your desires. If the answer is yes, that's the sign. That's a really great sign that you need coaching, that coaching would really meet you in this place. If you are in a space of needing healing from past wounds, if you are often triggered, emotionally dysregulated, that is a sign that healing and therapy or somatic experiencing would be amazing for you. If you are really clear on what you want and notice a problem in your life and there are skills that you just don't know that could help you get there, that's a sign that you need education or consulting. 
So if you know what you want and you just have a gap in your skill set, that's a great sign consulting is needed. Now, is there, if you are overwhelmed and there's something that you need to take off your plate, if your inbox is full, if your Instagram is full, if your mind is full, if your house is a mess, if you're just feeling overwhelmed, that's a really great sign to take something off the plate. Another way to say this would be, is there someone else who could do something in your life that you're holding on with a tight grip that someone else could just do it better than you? Then outsource it. That's a great sign that you need to outsource. So a couple more questions here for you are, what is the core problem or annoyance in your life that if it was solved would impact everything else for the better? It's like the low hanging fruit, but it's also the roots that would impact the health of everything. When you can identify that, you'll know where to target the support. For some people that's, oh, my body's health is not feeling well. And if I was feeling well, I would have, I would have more energy for all of the things. Or if I had childcare, that would change everything. Or if I had better self-worth and if I had access to my power, that would change everything. Or if I knew how to run my team <laughs> at work and was really felt really competent in my leadership, man, that would change everything. Where's What's the area for you where if it was solved, everything would change? The next question is, what is the area where you lack skill or competency where if you had competency in it, everything would be better. Everything would be better. Maybe it's boundary setting. Maybe it's sales. Maybe you feel like you really diminish your light when it comes to selling, or maybe it's copywriting. You don't know how to express yourself. Those are skills. You can hire someone to help you learn how to do that skill in a way that you can be really proud of. And that potentially could change everything for you. So the next question is, what is the desired outcome that you long to be experiencing? What is the desired outcome? How do you want to feel? What do you want life to look like? What will be different when this problem is solved? The next question is, if I was truly met in my need, how would I know? If I was truly met in my need, how would I know? I think a great coach, therapist, support system will ask you some of these questions. These are some of the questions that I ask my clients. Like if if I really served you well, how would you know? What What would be the signs that you got what you needed from this coaching experience? Those are some of the ways that I make sure with my clients and kind of request feedback along the way that my clients are getting what they need. Of course, I have to hope my clients have the capacities to answer those questions honestly, but showing up. If you're a coach, I encourage you to show up and be asking that question to your people. First thing, if, if your clients were met by you, if they felt really seen by you, how would they know? Ask them that, ask them that. So now the final part of this episode is about your community. Your the people that you don't pay for support, the people who are just, they love you because they love you. And you want to lean into that love a little more. If you want to lean into support personally, but don't feel called or ready to lean into paid support, I first invite you to circle back to episode one and two of this series, because I share how I recommend titrating your way or moving slowly towards deeper and deeper webs of support centered on your values and desires. So remember growing a personal web of support means learning to get your relational needs met slowly and over time, because 
we have to build trust over time. And if you're like me, I had a, a lot of trauma around relationships. I had a lot of group trauma around my experience in the evangelical church. And so it was, it served me to not go so fast because in those environments, we had to hijack connection. And so if you want true connection, allow yourself to go slow with these people. And over time, trust will be built. So you need to know your true capacity. And that's why I encourage you, especially episode two, to circle back because it will help you understand that a little bit more. And I'm going to, I'm going to share a couple ideas for you. If, if you want to lean into support and you don't want to pay to be supported to learn anything right now or have space help for you right now. So if you need shared experience of being in your body, I really need this. Like I really loved worship in the church of being with other bodies, being with other people singing and dancing. And I was a dancer growing up and I did martial arts and so it's really important for me to be around other bodies of people moving and expressing. And so maybe for you, if you have that need, finding a fitness class or an ecstatic dance class in your area, often like you can go to drop on, drop in classes for fitness for like 10, 15 bucks. I found an ecstatic dance in my community. That's only a $5 drop in donation. So these things are available. Um, often you can look on Facebook events for them and in, in your nearby community. So I encourage you to look for events on Facebook. I know it's like the archaic version <laughs> of all the things that we're doing, but the events on there are actually really good. And I've found a lot of connection and community through them. So if you need to learn alongside other people, another need that I have and a lot of people in my community have, this might mean going to free classes again Facebook groups, also searching on Instagram locations. You might look on, on the location area of like local coffee shops, local gathering spots and seeing the people who are posting and tagging that place. I love doing this when I go to cities, tag, seeing the, the hot spots that are tagged and seeing the kind of people who go there, what their interests are to get a feel for if I would be interested. So it's a really good thing to do in your own community. Or if you've moved somewhere new, you can look on Facebook or look on Instagram at the, the tagged location and just start to get your mind around the different kinds of people who are gathering at these places and put yourself there, go to a pottery class and go there regularly. So you can get to know the people. I think that's a really big piece is you want to be going to these places on a regular basis because you're building the rapport. You're actually learning the names of the barista, right? You could also host Sunday night dinners at your house and invite three friends and ask them each to invite a friend, like get creative. And so I, I feel like I'm getting carried away now, but I think you get the idea. You also might start to engage in free or low-cost online communities that share your values. I have so many friends, authors, teachers, and healers that I know from social media who offer this on Patreon, and Substack is getting really popular. I think Marley Grace and Peter Kelly and Lisa Oliveira, these are a couple people among many who I know who have really low-cost paid communities where you get more access to them and their writing and their work and their community and the kind kinds of people they gather. So that's a really great option. A lot of people also do this for free. So be looking for ways that you can join those communities for next to nothing, but also still supporting people, right? And so if you need to lean into elders and nature, like this is something that I really missed when I left the church. It's like such a good idea to be looking at ways that you can get involved in your community garden, go on walks. And again, just put yourself where these people might be. So 
I have so many more ideas for you, but I think I'm going to wrap it up here because I have gone on 45 minutes now and I'm just so thankful that you've listened this long. This is a a subject that I'm like very passionate about. And so I just want you to remember that this requires you to not only show up, but to show up vulnerable over and over again. Even for those of us, like for me, I'm very outgoing. I can make friends easy if I want to, but it's still quite vulnerable. This doesn't come naturally in the sense of like my true self showing up in these spaces. It's it's something I've had to learn and grow. And that's true for everybody. So take the idea that this is uniquely hard for you and just throw it out the window because most of us struggle with relationships and most of us struggle with feeling supported, especially after COVID especially with social anxiety on the rise and the amount of difference that we're navigating right now, it's a lot. So just throw the idea that any of us are special and feeling lonely or unbelonging and realize that it's actually a systemic issue that that we're feeling these things. And it's a human reason we're feeling these things because relationships are our biggest source of wounding. So please take your time Be gentle with yourself as you lean in here and allow yourself to become more and more competent, whether you are leaning into support that's paid or you're just leaning into your community as it is and cultivating something more aligned. So goodness, I feel so jazzed and I so wish you were here with me because right now I'm just, you know, in my office talking to my microphone, but it would be so fun to hear how this lands for you. And I would love, I wish I could see your face and hear what you have to say and how this is working for you. So if you're listening and you've listened to the last three episodes, please share with me what you found valuable about it. You can leave a review and let me know there, or you can share the episode on Instagram and tag me in it and write a little blurb and let me know there about what really felt valuable about this series to you. I shared this on Instagram and with my newsletter list, but I'm going to be planning to do a lot shorter episodes. I keep trying to make these short. Um, We'll see how short I can get the other episodes I want to make. But I, I think I'm really wanting to transition this podcast to be a 15 to 30 minute podcast of a lot more solo episodes. And so I want to know what you find valuable and I want to know what's really working for you whenever I share from my heart. So please let me know in a review and let me know on social media so that I, as I curate this new way, I'm going to be doing the podcast, how to really connect with you. And before I go, In the next couple weeks, you're going to be seeing me roll out my business program, Serve It Up. It is a 90-day business mastermind for creatives, entrepreneurs, and service-based folks. The center of it for me is that business is a spiritual practice. You know, I did not really ever want to teach business. It's something that does come quite easy for me. I've hired a lot of really great teachers in business, but It's also really easy. I love it. I love serving people, systems. I have a systems mind. And if you know the language of integrator and visionary, I can play both roles, although I prefer to play visionary. And so I am so excited to share with you what I've learned in my eight years in business, leading a a really full coaching practice in the online space, leading retreats all over the world, and cultivating something that felt like quite easy over time to build a multiple six-figure business that I think is really full of integrity and heart-centered. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way also, so know that that did not come without mistakes, but my hope is 
in this business mastermind, I'm going to be supporting people to not make the mistakes I made through learning like the gems, the universal principles and the business ethos that I use to run my business and help you apply it to you. So ultimately, this is about creating businesses for each of us that puts more money in the hands of people with more heart, more visibility for the teachings that really change lives, and more tools for the people who are really here to serve the world by serving up their magic. This program is for the heart-centered business owners who are showing up in devotion, in obedience to their soul, who are committed to sovereign service. And who want to stand out in their niche, in their industry as they share their magic. So if you're desiring a combination of, as you would say, the masculine and the feminine, the action and the receivership, the foundational integrity, which means the tools, the systems, the intuitive strategy required to create sustainable business along with that creative expression where you are in alignment with your integrity, where you're speaking right to your ideal customer, where you have clear offerings and ease in what you share, then this experience was handcrafted for you. This is uh, a long time coming. We ran the beta in the fall. It was so successful. And I would love to hold space for you as you really step into a, a greater layer of CEO, entrepreneur, leader, creative and build a business that serves you while it serves other people. If that's something you're looking for, please go to my website. It's madisonmorrigan.com backslash serve dash it dash up. Just register your name on the wait list. I'll be sending you an email really soon about where you can check out all the content, the curriculum, the investment, and all the call dates. All the information is right there for you whenever you sign up for the wait list. So you can look it over, really feel if it's a good fit, and potentially hop on a 20-minute call with me to make sure that this is a yes for you. Again, if you were listening to this episode and were like, I need both someone to support me as I let go of some of my self-sabotage, some of the ways I'm hiding from my full leadership or my full truth in my work, but I also need those business skills. I need a business consultant to teach me how to create systems, how to create a beautiful signature offering and how to market it in a way that it aligns to what I really want to say and who I really am. Like this is for you. And I love, love, love supporting people in this way. So check it out. And I've just so enjoyed this three-part series with you. Thank you so much for being here and I will chat with you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Everything Belongs. With the number of podcasts and content online and a very full life, I know the value of your attention and I'm so grateful for every minute you spend listening to this show and having these conversations reverberate through your home, your car, and in your life. Thank you so much. If you love this episode, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app so others might find this podcast. You can find the show notes for every episode on my website and find more out about today's guest by going to madisonmorrigan.com backslash podcast. And if you want to find a place to get started with my coaching work, the best place to do so is to download the Call Your Energy Back practice. It is a free journal guide and short hypnotic meditation to help you get into a daily routine of connecting to yourself so that you can take up all of your rightful space, embody your wholeness, and live with the power that comes when you really belong to yourself. 
you can go to madisonmorrigan.com backslash energy dash back to download it right now. This meditation uses binaural beats, the brilliance of your subconscious mind, and powerful coaching questions to release the energy and emotions of other people, to generate a field of protection all around you, and will leave you feeling full of your true self, powerful, worthy, and whole. Now, if you're not already, please come and hang with me over on Instagram, DM me, and let me know your favorite part of this episode. And until next time, remember that curiosity can be a portal to a life where everything belongs.